Welcome to Rama for Today. See, the part that differentiates us from animals is our spirit. God is a spirit. We are a spirit. We have a soul. And so they pointed out in the Hebrew Bible, the original scriptures, that the Bible speaks of the souls of animals. And they poked fun at those who believed, you see, that the soul never died. And, and you know, we're talking about in a land where a soul never died, and so on and so forth. They said, well, uh, the soul of animals does, so man, when he's dead, dead like an animal. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the classic series, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, Kenneth and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. So many times... We have confused spirit and soul as though they were the same, but they're not the same. Because Hebrews 4.12, one verse that we looked at, you remember, declared that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword dividing asunder of soul and spirit. So if they could be divided, they're not one. Our trouble has been that we've been more soul conscious than spirit conscious. And the the church is not to blame for that because the ministry have left that impression that they're the same because we'll refer to this part of man We'll call him soul one time, we'll call him spirit another time. I've been guilty of that in years gone by myself till I learned the difference. Well, naturally, you'll never be able to separate them as long as your thinking is that they are the same, but they could not be the same. You see, with my spirit, I contact the spirit world, not with my soul. With my body, I contact the physical world. With my soul, I contact the intellectual world or realm. And so therefore, man is a spirit being. He has a soul, or we possess a soul. We possess intellect and also possess emotions. Now, here's one thing that has aided false cults and teachers by the church not making clear the fact that we are spirit beings but calling us a soul. We talk about the salvation of the soul and uh, we talk about so many souls were saved, you know, if people were born again. Now, you'll not find this in the King James translation but in, in the Greek the, or the Hebrew, the Old Testament, speaks about, and I was reading recently after, I said recently, I mean the last number of years. When I say recently, sometimes I'm referring to 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, with you, now that may not be that way, you see. But uh, anyway, uh, some people who do not believe that man really is a spirit being. When you're dead, you're dead like a dog, you see. See, the part that differentiates us from animals is our spirit. 
God is a spirit. We are a spirit. We have a soul. And so they pointed out in the Hebrew Bible, the original scriptures, that the Bible speaks of the souls of animals. And they poked fun at those who believed, you see, that the soul never died. And, and you know, we're talking about in a land where a soul never died, and so on and so forth. They said, well, uh, the soul of animal does, so man, when he's dead, is dead like an animal. Because, you see, but, you see, the soul quality of an animal, because an animal does have a certain amount of intellect, and an animal does have emotion. You see that with uh, mother cats or dogs or even other animals. And you'll see that their soul qualities, however, are based entirely on the physical. And when the physical dies, then their soul's dead. That's gone. But our soul qualities are based on the spiritual, not the physical. And when our body dies, our spirit and soul live on. Because our soul qualities are based upon the spiritual and not just on the physical. Now that's easily proven by the scriptures. For instance, the 16th chapter of Luke's gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ himself told us a story in the most minute detail. Beginning with the 19th verse, saying, There was a certain rich man clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus laid at his gate full of sores, desiring to be fed from the crumbs which fell from his table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores, and the beggar died, and the angels carried him away to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man died and was buried, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham a far off and Lazarus in his bosom and he cried and said Father Abraham have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I'm tormented in these flames and Abraham said son remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth thy good things and likewise Lazarus evil and now he is comforted and thou art tormented besides this is a great guff fixed between you and us so that they that would come from hence to thence cannot neither can they come from hence to thence and then he said I pray thee father Abraham that you'd send Lazarus back to the earth that he had five brothers that he was concerned about see that they might not come to this place of torment now first of all there are those who are who are ignorant concerning the Bible that said that's a parable well for somebody that thinks they're intelligent to tell me that's a parable I've considered immediately that they insulted my intelligence for somebody to tell me that's a parable they've insulted me I, I'd rather they'd spit in the face because I'm not that stupid it couldn't be a parable nobody but some ignoramus would think so it couldn't be a parable. For a man to say it's parable is either dishonest or ignorant. I think a lot of these folks are dishonest. Because in a parable, every parable Jesus gave, you can read it for yourself, he said, so-and-so is like unto so-and-so. Here he didn't say anything's like and unto anything. In the parable, you could not use the word certain in a parable. I don't believe Jesus is an ignoramus. 
Nobody but an ignoramus would use the word certain in a parable because it couldn't go in there. The word certain means, look it up in the dictionary, means for sure. The word certain means it's this way and no other way. But when Jesus said there was a certain rich man, he said, I'll tell you for sure, it's this way and no other way. Then for some little old ding-dong or ding-bat that's about a half inch in air between his ears, and if all of his brains went off at once and it was dynamite, it wouldn't be enough to blow his nose. <laughs> Tells me that that's just a parable. I can't accept it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not that stupid. No, there was a certain rich man. Jesus said so. There was a certain beggar. Jesus said so. Now I want you to notice this. That out there, after the, the rich man died, the, the beggar died, the angels carried him away. They didn't carry his body away. His body's not him. Body's a house he lived in. Angels are spirits. Men carried his body away and buried it, but angels carried him away. Hallelujah. Him. Him. The real man. Angels carried him away. Can you say amen? amen. Angels carried him away. The rich man died and was buried. His body was buried. But in hell he lift up his eyes. And he saw Abraham before off. You see, before Jesus died and rose from the dead, Hades was divided in two compartments. One side was where the spirits of the unjust and the unholy and the unsaved went. The other side was where those of God's people went. It was called Abraham's bosom. Now that's been emptied. You see, the fourth chapter of Ephesians said that when Jesus ascended on high, he led captivity captives. He took those out of there and took them up with him to heaven. Blessed be God, that's the cloud that received him out of sight when he went up to heaven, and they're up there in heaven now. And so therefore, when we on the New Testament church die, Blessed be God, as Paul said, we depart to be with Christ, which is far better. But here's what I wanted to get to you. He said, son, remember, the rich man's mind was still intact. His emotions were still intact. He was concerned about his brothers on this earth, lest they come to that place of torment. Send Lazarus back to the earth so that he can witness to them. So my five brothers would not come here, you see. And so you see, your soul's not going to die and your spirit's not going to die. In other words, a good way to say it is that you are a spirit being. I am a spirit being. I possess a soul. Hallelujah. Well, God doesn't lead me through my soul, though. He leads me through my spirit. By his spirit, through my spirit. You're listening to Rama for Today. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Hey, listen, hon, we have a great offer. Yes. And I want, I, I want to talk about it in just a minute. We have the uh, CDs, six CDs, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God, four CDs, The Name of Jesus, and 
the Believer's Authority CDs, four of them, and these are great CDs. Now, they have taken these messages, and that's the way all of my dad's books were written. Written. They took his messages, they transcribed them, they put them into book form. And what yes. do you have over there? I have the Believer's Authority Legacy Edition. Yes. The Name of Jesus Legacy Edition, and if, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God Legacy Edition. Well, why is edition. it called the Legacy Edition? Well, because we took additional uh, teachings that your dad, after he passed, we took additional teachings that he had done. On and these subjects. On these subjects and added them and made a Legacy Edition. Okay, now, so we have talked to you. There's three books. There's three sets of CDs. Yes. Now, we have a special offer. That's right. You have a choice. You can have the three books for forty for a gift of $40 or more, or you can get the CDs for a gift of $40 or more. You know, honey, some people like to read. Some people like to listen. But what if I want both? Well, if you want both, you can get both of them for $80 for or a more. gift of $80 or, or more. Hey, yes. go right now to your computer and order these right now. You're going to want to have these. The Believer's Authority yes. is the book that has set more people free than any other book or set of CDs that my dad in ever did. In fact, honey, you need to listen to those at least once a year. Yes. Yes. In fact, I had a, I was just talking with one of our Rhema pastors and he said there is two things that he does every year. Uh-huh. In January, he tries to listen to the CDs and about the middle of the year, he, he reads, reads the book. The book. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma. 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagen. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rama.org for more great resources. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.